श्रीकृष्णा 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 गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम यो यश्रद्धा स एव सहा वॉट एवर इज अवर कन्विक्शन दैट वी आर टुडे वी आर ऑल कन्विन्स दैट आई एम बॉडी therefore there are no efforts in living as the body for the body on everybody the whole life is spent only with this and thereafter as a body we want to be immortal as a body we want to be free from diseases it is something like we are standing in front of the mirror and we are insisting there should not be a reflection nobody can help us so the first conviction that i am the body has to be changed and this happens only through inquiry if you are convinced of anything then there are no difficulties like we are convinced that money is very important so nobody has stopped earning money because it is difficult on the contrary we find out various techniques how to earn money whichever way exactly the same way when we are convinced of this although we may not experience doesn't matter but conviction is necessary then we will work with that conviction see so instead of how this is possible the thinking will change why it is not possible only through inquiry no other way see yesterday somebody gave me that book on changdeo pasasti now <coughs> that was an address to a mahan yogi of his time he was a very well read extremely intelligent he had all the siddhis at his disposal <laughs> and as a result every 100 years he could defeat the death and again revive so 1400 years he lived he had all the siddhis he could enliven the dead ones to life when i went there in puntamba where is samadhi is there so the present swami who sir is there he was telling that when it should get out of the samadhi then there will be dozens of dead bodies around him all people who died 
they will be body he gets up from his samadhi and by the sanjivani mantra he will enliven everybody once it so happened that he got from his samadhi defeating death he saw there is not a single dead body around so he said come on nobody died so they said no there were dead bodies but there was one small teenage girl who was passing this way and she asked what is this happening so we told this here oh for this thing why is struggling so much these people can be alive and just like that she took something on the floor, ground and just all of them in one go enlivened and went home so when he knew it then he said now i have discovered my guru and he wrote a letter to ganeshwar maharaj <coughs> but the question comes what to write so finally out of confusion he sent a blank paper when a blank paper was sent how do we respond one said oh he knows nothing nirutinath maharaj he said see he is so pure like a blank paper thing is the same how do you look at it and then he instructed his disciple brother to instruct and there the message is given so what was lacking in him he has climbed the steps in prakriti matter up to the ultimate but he could not go beyond it unless he will go beyond you are still in the relative world see therefore one has to very clearly understand then one has to go beyond body identification so his problem was he has discovered that is called technically as atma khyati when atma khyati happens all the siddhis start manifesting which are dormant in you atma khyati means knowing clearly that i is embodied and not the body no doubt about it but here he stopped because that is the limitation of the yoga he stopped there he has to go beyond it and what is beyond that the one which is expressing through here is the same one expressing through everywhere it is here he was lacking and it is not his fault in yoga shastra this is the limitation there is one soul per body and therefore they get lost therefore you see yogi tapasvi they have got a very strong strong ego and as a result they can curse anybody you have not heard anywhere a devotee has cursed anybody a jnani has cursed anybody because yogis tapasvis karmakandis 
they are living only at the level of prakriti. They don't go beyond. See? So, I am the self. Up to here he came, but beyond that, there is one self expressing through everything and being. What is called technically as Brahmatmakya Bodha. Identity between individual and absolute had not happened with him. And therefore, the hurdle on the spiritual path is this. Body identification. And this can be achieved only through understanding. Upanishad says, Na karmana na prajaya dhanena tyage naike amritatva manasha. Not through karma, not through children or the disciples. <coughs> not through wealth, but by renunciation. Now what is the meaning of renunciation? Should everybody become a Babaji? No, no, please don't. Then, first of all, before you renounce something, find out what belongs to us. Then we will be clearly able to accept that a body is not created by me, body doesn't listen to me, on what count I say I am the body? So this is the only thing to be achieved through the practice of meditation. Then the second step comes, the if I am someone other than the body, then who am I? Then the second step comes. Therefore, yoga is meant not to get buried in the body identification, but to get out of the body identification. But you will see most of the students who are engaged in yoga, their whole focus is on healthy body. There was one girl, Daina, in Germany. And she used to invite me. So, she was so good in all the asanas. And she could chant all these stotras and shlokas, Sanskrit, perfectly well. And she, will be, she was a very good teacher. So, when we used to sit for satsang, she could not sit even ten minutes in one posture. After every two minutes, then once she sat, her two legs V-shaped and sat with a pillow in her pocket. Then after five minutes, she put her hands backside. And I am talking on meditation. Then after another five minutes, she did Bhujangasana. So I asked her, I said, you do so many asanas so perfectly well. What is the definition of an asana? Sthira Sukham. You are not steady happily. You are not 
happily steady or steady happily. Constantly, pain here, pain there. See, friends. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Prasanna Chetaso Yashu Buddhi Pariyavatishtate. The one who is cheerful and happy, he only can think of God. A miserable person will think about the miseries. Therefore, we have to be very clear that meditation means getting freedom from body identification. Now for that we must know some basics. Earlier day I told you the basic about the asana. Now the basics about the pranayama. Normally pranayama is practiced by the people, again for the health. If you do pranayama, your blood pressure will be controlled. If you do pranayama, your health will be altered. No other purpose. So instead of yoga remaining as a spiritual practice, it becomes a medical practice. So let us know the basics about pranayama. The body is the container and in that container there is a prana. So life is inside. This is what is our understanding. But is it right? See, the truth is Body is the contents and pranamaya kosha is the container. Because body has got only this much size. Beyond that there is no body. But a prana extends beyond the body. So, container is always bigger than the contents, is it not? Simple rule. So, pranamaya kosha is the container and body is the content. See? So, how this uh, body identification happens and to whom it happens? So, first principle, body the content, pranamaya kosha the container. Then, these two, they are the contents and mind is the container. Pranamaya kosha can go only up to a particular limit. Mind can go to any limit. <coughs> to reach Alaska, it doesn't take a second. So, mind is the container. Prana and the body are the contents. Now, what is the picture? The mind, prana and the body. This is the picture. Now, mind and the body, they remain together by the glue of prana. When the prana departs, the mind and the body are separated. This separation of the body and the mind happens under three conditions. One is sleep. In the deep sleep, the mind is no more 
identified with the body. Mind is there. It is because of the mind only the physiological functions continue even in sleep. Mind has not gone. Mind is there. So, the mind and the body are remaining together because of the layer of pranamaya kosha, which is like a glue. And if we have by mistake fixed a stamp to a envelope, which was a wrong envelope, and if you pull it forcibly, it will be torn. So what we do? We put it in the waters, allow the glue to be dissolved, and peel off without tearing the stamp. Exactly the same way. By the process of pranayam, the hold between the body and the mind is loosened. And then we can peel off the mind and the body without destroying them. Then what will happen? Then we will start living through the body and no more live as the body. Today, we are living as the body. And we don't want to give up this stand. We hold on to the body and then try to understand. And therefore, 101 questions. See, my friends. So, pranayam is done for loosening the hold of the body and the mind together. Very simple, it's not difficult. Like we have a cow. Now what for the cow is kept? For milk. But what about the cow dung and urine? You get it free. Nobody keeps the cow for the dung and the urine, is it not? It comes free. Exactly the same way. Yoga Abhyas is done for the spiritual practice. Health, etc. is a cow dung. There is not a major purpose. But those who are so much buried in body, 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 they can never go beyond that. Therefore, this pranayam technique of the yoga is meant for loosening the body and the mind identity. Now when we normally lead our life, we lead, we breathe very superficially. Therefore, all the things which are accumulated in the body, they don't go out. Now here there is another important principle. We eat a lot and whatever we eat, what happens to that food? One part of the food goes in the uh, 
regeneration of the tissues. One part. One part of the digested food goes in giving the energy to the body and the mind. And unwanted digested waste of the food from the body is thrown out of the body in the form of solids, liquids and gases. Solids go through the fecal material, liquids go through urination, but the toxic gases, they get saturated in the blood. I am not talking about the passing of the air, no. The gases, toxic gases, which are produced as a result of the metabolism, they are accumulated in the body, blood. They are saturated. And as a result of this, when the blood becomes saturated of these toxins, where will that toxin go? Then they are deposited between the two bones, what is called as a joint. And then those toxins start eating the heads of the bone. If there is a cartilage disc, that disc is influenced because of the toxins and the synovial fluid is also dehydrated. Net result is pain here, pain there, pain, pain everywhere. See? Therefore, in Ayurveda is called as Sandhivat, Vat means air. That is that from toxins. So when we do pranayam, the idea is to throw the toxins out of your body and then only you will be able to get rid of the body identification. See friends, these are the basics we must be clear about it. Now the second impact of these metabolic toxins, they act as a stimulus to the mind. Like if somebody has got constipation, the impact of that constipation is immediately seen on the person. <coughs> one day, one young man, at maybe twenties, he came, he wanted to ask me something. Samaji, I want to know something about yoga. I said, forget about yoga. First, answer my question. Then I asked him, are you having a perpetual constipation? Swamiji, how do you know that? I said, from your face. A person who has got a stomach problem is reflected on the face. And such a person can never be happy all the time because of the constipation. In the same manner, this metabolic toxic constipation makes one irritable disturbed, angry, old habits are not changing, constantly talking. See, these are the impacts of these toxins in the system. So when pranayama is done, we are methodically removing all those toxins from our blood. Because when we breathe, 
the exchange happens in the lungs and all the toxins are slowly thrown out of the body. And when you do this, the experience is like when you have got tremendous, uh, let's say, you know, um, bowel pressure or the bladder pressure and you are holding it on for long, no way. And once you get the opportunity, you go to the bathroom, aha, Brahmanandam Paramasukadam, because you are releasing the pressure that you have developed, exactly the same way. This toxic pressure in the form of anger mm, mm, mm. is slowly relieved when you practice pranayam daily. Like daily we have to go to toilet, daily we have to go to urination, exactly the same way. Daily, at least twice, thrice a day, we must practice this. It is like going to the toilet through nose. And the purpose is body disidentification. Now there are many pranayams. Now Subhanji is the expert in that. But what I have practiced and what has helped me is only deep breathing. I'll show you what is to be done, then you can do it later. So, when we breathe deep, the gases exchange happens in the lungs. And when we breathe out, all the exchange of the toxins which are now handed over to the lungs and fresh oxygen is given to the blood, after this exchange, then all these toxins are thrown out of the breathing. And again we do the second time. And again that exchange happens. Again the toxins are thrown. When this is done consciously, Slowly, slowly, it will help in reducing the body identification. Now, thereafter, because now the mind is no more holding on to the body, its habit of unwanted thinking is slowly reduced. When we go to sleep, what happens exactly? We stop thinking about the world. Those who are not able to sleep, because they are not able to drop the world. There is no other reason. And that is one of the reasons why when many people sit for meditation, they go to sleep. Because they know only one thing. If there are no thoughts, go to sleep. That there is other option also. We know only two extremes, too many thoughts or no thoughts. The requirement is single-pointedness. Single-pointedness is the mind is available to us. Wherever we want, for whatever purpose we want, for whatever length of time we want.
So the mind and the body are separated from each other under three conditions. One is ignorance in deep sleep. Therefore, deep sleep and meditation are same. The only difference is, in meditation you know, in deep sleep you don't know. The only difference. The second option is, the body and the mind are separated under compulsion. First was ignorance, second was compulsion. What is the compulsion? Death. Now the third option is, Neither you go to sleep nor you die. The third option, that the body and the mind are separated from each other, is to be practiced. It is for this purpose pranayama is done. Now, when we do pranayama, our uh, Lungs are divided into two parts. For our simple understanding, we use the simple words. Don't use the medical terminology. So, stomach and the chest. So, when we breathe in, then the uh, diaphragm is flattened and therefore breathing happens. Breathing in is a passive process. It is not an active process. The abdomen and the thorax, they are separated by a dome of diaphragm. And when the child is born, that time, the convex part is thoracic side and the concave part is the abdominal side. <coughs> and the diaphragm is attached to the tips of the rib cage. And the center of the diaphragm is attached to the sternum here, which is the spiritual heart. So when the birth happens, that time the, that is what Kenopanishad is. Uh, prasama pranaha prayati. What is that which begins the breathing? So there he said, the throb of consciousness happens at the point of the sternum where the diaphragm is attached there. And because of the throb of consciousness, the dome becomes flat. Dome of the diaphragm becomes flat. And as a result, in the thoracic cavity, there is a vacuum. And because of that vacuum, the air is sucked in. And therefore, breathing in is a passive process. It is not active. And once this happens, that till such time, the throb of the consciousness is the life continues. Now this is the story for everyone. Not only me or you. Life. See? Now after that 
when the life thus begins, now the first expression of the life is the mind. So the mind now functioning in two ways. One is a common mind for all of us. And second is the specific mind. The mind has taken the shape of the body. Like gold is common in all the ornaments. What makes the ornaments separate from each other is a specific name and form. Exactly. We are all having one common mind. Because of that common mind, life is, in the body is known. But this common mind now takes the shape of the particular body. Like the common gold takes the shape of a particular ornament and separates itself from the other ornaments. When the ornaments are melted, all differences disappear. In the deep sleep, when the body shape is dropped by the mind, we all are merged into one. So till such time, the mind is holding on to the shape and the form of the body, the sense of otherness will continue and samsara begins. So when we are practicing pranayam, the idea is to bring out and throw out all the toxins which are the metabolic byproduct out of our body. And this can be done for about 5 to 7 minutes. And thereafter, the next step comes, which we will tell you that time. So, now the process. There are so many pranayams you must be doing. What has helped me, that I will tell you. First, we must know the principle. Deep breathing is the principle. Normally, we breathe very shallow and very fast. And as a result, the toxins are not cleaned. They keep on accumulating. Therefore, slow and deep breathing. (coughs) So first... (coughs) When I am showing you, you simply see. Don't do anything or else you miss the point. When you are sitting straight, just to show you, I am putting my hand on the stomach, you don't have to. So we first of all breathe out of our chest and stomach fully by squeezing the diaphragm inside and upward. So, We breathe out first. After this is done, then we breathe out extremely slow.
Then the next step is, after breathing out, when we breathe in, first fill in your stomach or the lower lobes of the lungs. And when those lower lobes are filled with air, then filled in the cardiac lobes or the chest. When this is fully packed, now lungs are packed with the air. Then don't hold, don't do kumbhak. Then slowly again breathe out, first from the chest part, by collapsing the chest, and then by squeezing the stomach inside upward, so the lower lobes are emptied. And while doing this, the attention should be, not concentration, awareness should be that we are able to have the same length of time required for breathing in and breathing out. But while doing this, don't count. Yoga tells you, count. Breathe in, one, two, three, four. Hold inside up to eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe out, count up to sixteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, sixteen. And as a result, mind is created. Don't do that. We have to get rid of this mind and body identification. So simply a rhythm will be developed after some time. Don't have to count one, two, three, four. No, no, slowly to do. And when this is done for some time, thereafter, what is the next step? We'll do it when we do it. <coughs> so now you can sit properly, like I told you the first day. Let your weight be on the ischai bones the sitting bones, let your <coughs> back be straight, neck straight, let your hands land in your lap and the first are the psychological adjustments. So psychological adjustment has to be clearly known. Number one, we are happy and cheerful. Anything which is done in this mode is never tiring. Then the second thing, in our heart is our Guru and, guru and the Lord that we love. So the Lord protects us and the Guru guides us from within. <coughs> Thereafter, we have to remain as nobody.
somebody is born only after body identification. In deep sleep, we are nobody. That is the reason all the spiritual practice is done early in the morning before we become anybody in this world. The nobody status of the deep sleep is extended beyond the sleep without going to sleep. So what is the meaning of remaining nobody? We do not bring anything of the past in the present. Otherwise, meditation will become a drill. Meditation is not a drill. No meditation is ever repeated. So we are nobody. Then we don't plan what we will do after meditation. Thereby the future is closed. So now we are in the utter present. without disturbing as you are sitting. Now the way we told you, first without much struggle squeeze your stomach or the diaphragm inside upward and breathe out slowly, fully, completely. Then slowly breathe in, fill in the stomach and the chest, then breathe out, empty the chest and the stomach. In this sequence and rhythm, you may continue. When needed, instructions will be given. Now you can start.
please continue some instructions and observations. Initially, we are not able to breathe first the lower portions of the lungs and then the upper portion. But by practice, it happens. Don't worry. Second thing, the time required for breathing in and out doesn't match. Here also, by practice, this is achieved. So by slow and steady patience and faith in yourself, it can be achieved. Now breathe normally. Now see what exactly has happened. The asana has become firm at the base. Vertically, the body has become steady and the breathing is extremely slow and shallow. The key in The practice of meditation is the breathing remains extremely slow and shallow. Then the mind is getting rid of the shape and the size of the body. 
in other words the individual aspect of the mind dissolves in the total mind now this total mind has no reference point to think <coughs> and therefore the thinking is naturally suspended we have not done anything for chitta vritti nirodha because the mind has no reference point how can it think However, the habitual talking habit will keep on talking to oneself. So here, one has to be extremely aware. that we don't talk to ourselves and we remain absolutely indifferent to any sound
our breathing is extremely slow and shallow. Do not talk to yourself.
as the mind starts giving up the shape of the body the contour line of the body starts becoming hazy and disappears from the mind body is fully relaxed meaning the mind has completely dropped the body and the individual or the vyakti of the mind has gone back to the abhivyakti of the mind the individuality has merged in totality therefore the concept of inside and outside has become redundant as in deep sleep we are neither inside nor outside the body the body is in the mind and yet the mind is not disturbed by its contents
the moment we talk to ourselves, mind is created.
Breathe deep, slowly, two or three times. And see how the body enters the mind. Now the mind has taken the shape of the body and identification has happened. Move the toes and fingers and see now the concept that I am inside the body and the world is outside. So out of the jivana, a jiva is born. From the abhivyakti, a vyakti is created. From the absolute, a relative is created. And the samsara begins. Offer everything at the feet of the Lord. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnaat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Sri Guru Pyonamaha Harihi Om